1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard live from Hamden as Scotland take on Russia in a crucial European Championship qualifier. Steve Clark's side trail the visitors by three points, looking to pull level before Belgium come to town on Monday. There's no embarrassment of riches in defence or attack, but who will be picked in that talented midfield? I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Gordon, you'd have to be 30 years old to have any recollection whatsoever of Scotland's last appearance at a major final. What we need now is not a major scalp. We need qualification for one of two competitions, the World Cup or this, the European Championship. We need to break a 22-year cycle of failure before no one in the country is old enough to remember Scotland on a big stage. We're terrific at talking a good game. Now we need to play one and then another one and then as many as it takes to get to the final of a major competition. Russia tonight represent a big ask. That's where we are now. We are team who need to start providing answers to the tough questions. Alex Ray, the scene is set. Yeah. If you look at that pitch down there in front of us, it is magnificent. No excuses this evening for Stevie Clark and his players. Yeah, absolutely. I was down there earlier on, Gordon, having a look at the surface. It's absolutely perfect. You know, you, you look at Stevie Clark, he's coming out today saying they're looking to try and get one of the big scalps over one of the big boys. Uh, Andy Roberts is saying belief has now been restored in the group. There's one or two call-offs, but it's a great opportunity for someone to step in. And as you rightly say, Gordon, in the middle of the park, we have a, a, a of riches and it's just other other areas the forward areas that we can uh, try and capitalise on so we're building up to kick off in this one between Scotland and Russia the kick off is at 7.45 that means you are running out of time to get your pre-match predictions in to give us your team selection predictions let's hear from you right now 01419511025 in the phones and if you would rather tweet, we are at Clyde SSB. A few predicaments, I suggest, for Stevie Clark, uh, Hugh Keevens. We know we don't have too many strikers to choose from. Yeah. We know the defence has been hit with injury. Uh, how does he fit all those midfielders in? That'll be the big question. Yeah, uh, obviously, who gets a goal for Scotland becomes the major talking point. Will Ollie McBurney start the match? I think he will. Uh, he's had seven international appearances, yet to score a goal. We had that controversy over what he did or did not mean when he was captured on film, talking about being with the Scotland squad. The fans will get behind him. I've been in Glasgow City Centre today, Gordon. You would think that we housed the world champions in this country. The atmosphere was red hot, Alec. Yep. The songs were being belted out. And that the fans, after 22 years of no success at all, remain as fervent as ever. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, talking to one of my friends who was in around the city centre. Says he's never seen the city. He's a taxi driver, and he says that the amount of Scotsmen who are in, giving belting out the songs, uh, looking forward to this occasion tonight, and uh, I'm sure there'll be a right good crowd as well. Alex, we're looking to the phones not only for predictions in terms of how the game will go, but in team selection yeah. as well. We, we're not too far away from finding out the starting eleven. So we're at that stage of the night where we can still speculate. We can still yep. put our suggestions forward. What would be the main? considerations for Stevie Clark tonight? Well, I think uh, Marshall will be in goals. O'Donnell will be at right back. Uh, Cooper, uh, McGrew and uh, Robbo at left back. I'll be, be interested to see what the shape is, Gordon. Will he go with a 4-2-3-1? And then that will be, who will your two setters be? Will it be McGinn, uh, McTominay or McGregor? And then the, the forward three from that will be Forrest, uh, young Ryan in the, the, the left-hand side. And whether he goes with 
McGregor or Christie, depending on who he picks at the back one. And then, without doubt, it has to be Ollie Burnley. You need a physical presence up there. You need someone to retain the ball and get you up the pitch. The number you need to have your say is 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from the Scotland boss, Stevie Clark. He's hoping that a strong week in the build-up will pay off by the time the game starts. It's been a good training week. Uh, really impressed with the, the quality and the, the application of the players. I, I think we've, we've prepared well for the game. I, I'd, I'd probably say we've prepared as well as we can prepare. And now it's down to what happens on the night. So hopefully you'll see that we've done good work and everyone's ready. It's a long time here uh, with a good record in competitive matches and hopefully we can keep that going on, on Friday night. So no, I don't have to change their mindset. Uh, what we have to do is we have to achieve a big result. It's been a long time since we, we, we got a result that, that would maybe raise a few eyebrows. So hopefully then we can do that. I mean, Hugh, the phrase must win game, it gets banded around, it gets debated over time and time again. But if we assume, as everyone assumes, that Belgium are going to win this group, mm-hmm. it was always therefore going to be a case of finishing above Russia to try and finish second. And therefore, how do you ignore the importance of the double header? against them, not least when we've already shipped points against Kazakhstan. So this game, Belgium on Monday, and then we, we go to Russia, so uh, you can't really understate the importance of it, can you? Not at all. You lose to Russia tonight, you're six points behind them, and on Monday you have to play the number one team in the world. Therefore, if you lose tonight, you are talking about the playoffs in March to get you into the European Championship. That's the, the realistic observation that I would make. I'm not sure that we have the personnel who can do it tonight. At the back, midfield is fine. Ollie McBurney, if he plays up front, no goals yet, Alec. Yeah. Uh, Matt Phillips, who would be the alternative choice, 14 international appearances, no goals. He's not a striker, Hugh. I, I worked with him at Blackpool. He was more off the side. And uh, to ask him to go through the middles, he's not his preferred choice. But it's tough. You know, we, we've got many withdrawals. Players who wouldn't be out in that part tonight were they not injured. But... That's the way football is. You just have to answer the tough questions sometimes. But I don't think that realistically we go into this match as favourites. Right, come on then, let's get stuck in. 01419511025. Andy's on the line, he's in Denison. How do you see this one going tonight, Andy? Hi, not too bad. Thanks. Hello, panel, good evening. Hi, Hi Andy. Um, I'm just calling up to say uh, I think that tonight is the night that Steve Clark really lays down the gauntlet. Um, I appreciate it's only his third game in charge, but um, Belgium on Monday, we can't really expect anything from that. If we get even a draw in that game, that's a, a monumental success. So I think tonight's really the night for the boys to come out and uh, show what Steve Clark's been doing with them and show that we can uh, we can make it to the major finals. And I've got great confidence in them, actually. Well, you're talking about the Russian team who were in the last eight of the World Cup finals in their own country and apparently punching above their weight. But they will still represent formidable opposition tonight. And Steve Clark does not have a full complement to choose from. What we know about Steve Clark will be beautifully organised. We're looking for a bit of inspiration tonight, whether it's in the form of McBurney or players in the middle of the park who have excelled at club level. And if they can bring that game to Hamden tonight, then who knows? I mean, Alex, the caller's absolutely right. It is a test of Stevie Clark. He's, he's the manager. He's, yes. he's judged on results. But at the same time, he will be just getting used to this life as an international manager. His programme notes tonight say as much. He finished a hectic season with Kilmarnock where he's working with players day to day, day in, day out. And this is a very different challenge. Yeah. You only get the players for 
a set amount of time. You're clearly not going to improve them technically or, or anything like that with on the training yeah. ground, but it's just about when it gets to this match day, can you find a system, can you find a level of organisation which allows you to... To, to win football Absolutely, and, and I think some of the players have come out saying that they are uh, just adapting to his ideas, his coaching methods as well, and they have to take the ante tonight. Now, we, we are obviously highlighting that in the forward area, like McBurney, who we, we expect to start, will be the kind of go-to guy for goals. But when you look at Forrest, on the right-hand side to you, yeah. terrific returning goals in the last couple of years. Ryan Fraser's assist rate, uh, goals as well. He's a little kind of... Bombs up and down that line, really good little player. And then you look at Christie, if it's going to be Christie as a 10. So the support to McBurney is really going to be crucial tonight. But they have to get ahead of steam here because you don't want these to settle the Russians and then you're on the back foot. If, if that is the case then, because obviously we, we, we look at strikers to score goals. But uh-huh. in actual fact, if if we do have a team which shows Forrest and Fraser and Christie behind McBurney, yeah. McBurney's build-up play or, or hold-up play is going to be every bit as important as, as whether he scores and, or not. And Forrest has a, a remarkably good goal-scoring record for Scotland, uh, as well as Celtic. So if they bring, along with John McGinn and uh, Ryan Christie and whoever, Callum McGregor, if they bring their club game to Hamden tonight, then we're all you never know, you, Hugh, you never know, because the thing is, you look at the, the midfielders and all, McTominay, McGinn started very well down the road, um, and you just need that little bit of momentum to get things going in the right direction. You get the crowd on, on side, then all of a sudden, I think uh, set plays as well in the modern day game, Gordon, is crucial. So you, you might have something up your sleeves there. Andy, who are the, the main men that you, you want to see involved tonight? Who should we be relying on this evening? I think the big three have got to be um, McGregor and Forrest uh, from Celtic and McGinn. Uh, I think, theoretically, all the pieces are there. Um, it's just a case of getting them to play together. Because I think the three of them are top-class players. And uh, obviously, McGregor and Forrest uh, do it at club level anyway. But I think getting all that midfield together and the rest will come. As long as we can obviously keep it tight at the back, um, the rest should... Yeah, I mean, Alex, that's that's the other debate that we yeah. always have. And we're sort of going back to the, the Tierney and Robertson situation here. We don't have that headache tonight, but the argument is the same. Do you do whatever you can to get your 11 best players on the pitch? Or do you, do you actually sacrifice one of them because you don't feel they operate within your system what 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 is the priority I think the 11 best players or the system that works well I think it's a system Gordon purely because you, I take your point on board in terms of you try and shoehorn all your best players and I, I get that but if you're saying maybe put a right midf- a midfielder to right back and things I'm not exactly sure that that kind of works because you know you want guys that are familiar they hold a line they press when it's appropriate they drop off accordingly they're used to working within a, a unit of four whereas it's a little bit different from offensive players so um I think it's a really good opportunity for the players tonight to actually stamp their authority here. Keep this group alive, Gordon, because you know the aftermath of the results not there, then it'll be obviously like we'll have to concentrate on the you know the Nations League in, in, in March. Any chance whatsoever we get a left field team selection? I, I don't know what that would look like. Maybe a maybe a Robert Snodgrass. Maybe I think we've got some, something along those lines. A, a, no, a startling recent example of a left field team choice. Well, no, to be fair, it was at Ibrox on Sunday, and that didn't work too well. But the, the reason I say left field is 
Not, I just yeah, mean because mean, no one's absolutely. predicting Robert Snodgrass. Not because there's anything wrong with him or he would be played out of position. Um, but you know, he has come back into the fold. He's, he's pretty experienced. Guys like that, I wonder if, if that comes into Stevie Clark's I would thinking. I would be surprised, Gordon, because you'd ha- probably have to sacrifice a James Forrest or a Ryan Christie, who for me, you know, are, are, are flying at the moment. Ryan Fraser's uh, stats down in England are phenomenal, a particularly good level. So where you fit Snoddy into that, I don't see him going into one of the two sitting roles. Uh, either McGinn, McTominay or... Uh, McGregor will play in that role. Go on then, Andy. Leave us with a prediction for the match. Make it a good one if you can. Hmm, a prediction. Uh, well, <laughs> Come on, I'm gonna Andy. Be, I'm, I'm going to be realistic and say, uh, hmm, I'll go two-one Scotland. I yes, think, Andy. I think Scotland have got good it in them tonight. To do two-one. Well two that one. was the most, the most unconvincing <laughs> two-one prediction for Scotland I've ever we'll heard. Take it. We'll take it, Andy. Thank you very much. That was Andy okay. and Dennison. 01419511025. If you'd like to join them, if you would rather have your seat on Twitter, you can do so at Clyde. SSB, the sun's even shining, Hugh know, yes. what, what, what a novel idea. Uh, it's the four seasons in one day in this city. I came here in a blizzard. I know, the, Scot- the, the Scotland players are actually just making their way out onto the field. Scott McTominay and David Bates amongst the, the, the front couple to make their way onto this hand and turf. Kenny McLean's down there as well. David Marshall, who you would expect to start in goals, just getting a look around. And like we said, Alex, yeah. I don't think anyone will have any problems with that playing surface. It what? looks Not immaculate. The, the boy, uh, you're absolutely right, Gordon. Look, the boy, McTominay, is some size, isn't he? He's, he's a pure athlete. Um, I'm looking down there the now, Gordon, and I'm actually, I said to you, as I said earlier on, I'm looking and I'm seeing a surface that's absolutely perfect. Hugh's right, it was actually raining earlier on as I was arriving as well. The sun shines out, it's a clear blue skies, and, you know, there's not a breath of wind. It's just ideal for a brilliant night of football. John's in Coat Bridge. What's your main thought, John, before this one tonight? Hi, Hugh, Alec, Gordon, how are you doing? Uh, just talking about I was saying to Gordon off earlier I, I, I can't understand SU uh, and Alec I'm, I'm a big fan of Steve Clark Schumer, but I talk about the forward line I can't believe uh, Lee Griffiths is not in the squad I just can't I can't find him out I don't know where his hand's been pushed or something he didn't want it to play but Lee Griffiths you know Alec just wants to play football I just I can't believe he's not in the squad John, I think one of the key things as well, Steve Clark communicates with the Celtic management team. I would be surprised if he hasn't spoken to Lee as well. Uh, you know, he hasn't played a great deal of football recently. So uh, really where he's at physically and then obviously a mental point, but we do still not know that answer. But from to admit, a player like Lee Griffiths is surprising, but uh, that would suggest that there's something uh, other than that. Well, when, Steve when Clark gave the explanation here, didn't he? Yeah. It was fairly innocent well, sounding. When you consider, John, what we have, uh, say Matt Phillips, uh, I think it's one goal for Scotland. Uh, McBurney, no goals for Scotland. If Steve Clark had been assured that Lee Griffiths was up to this tonight and would have no issues with fitness, temperament, whatever, then I'm certain that he would have been in the squad and possibly in the team. But Steve Clark will have spoken to Neil Lennon. On you go. Well, why, well, that's what I was saying to Gordon, but right, Wayne Smith's not really been, he's just been back for injuries and he's put him in. No, I mean, as I said, I, I don't know if maybe, as Alex said there, he spoke to the management team at Celtic and that, but, I mean, like, he, he scored a few goals in the pre-season, no, I mean, and he's, he's done not bad, no, I mean, he's come on a few games, but, as I say, I don't know, uh, would you call it, if his hand's been uh, pushed, Stevie Clark, but well, well, I just, just think it's a just to be clear, John, I mean, Stevie Clark says it was, it was his decision, Hugh. Yeah. Whether he took counsel from anyone else, fine, maybe, but he was very clear 
it was his decision. He felt that right now it was too much to ask to pitch Lee Griffiths right back into the national set. Is he John is saying maybe maybe his hand was forced? Of course it was. You know, because at the end of the day, this is the beginning of Steve Clark's Scotland tenure managership. And he has got to get it right. Otherwise, like everyone else before him, he'll yes. get the sack. So if he thought that Lee Griffith was able to play tonight, then he would be out there. But no one has forced his hand. He's spoken to Neil Lennon, I have absolutely no doubt. And he's come to the conclusion, based on what Celtic have told him, that Lee Griffith is for further down the road, not right now. And remember, John, Lee Griffith, yeah. you know, if he's not in the Celtic team, then is someone forcing Neil Lennon's hand? No, no, Neil Lennon knows when and how to use him. Uh, right, John, right. time for your prediction. Don't tell me that because Lee Griffiths isn't here, we're going to get hammered. No, I'm, I'm actually, I, I, as, as everybody spoke about, the, the midfield is phenomenal. The midfield's been the best midfield we've had for a long time. And I'm going for Scotland 3-1, by the way. I've, I've bet them to win. I mean, I've got them a scoring win, get them so, and I bet them 3-1 as well. So I like I'm your optimism. Oh, it's getting like serious it. now. Right, that was John on the line. It's 01419511025. Hopefully we're going to get team news, and we'll hear again from Stevie Clark next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan, live from the National Stadium as we build up to Scotland against Russia in a huge European qualifier for Euro 2020. We spent the first part of the show speculating, debating who would play, who wouldn't play. Well, now we have those answers. Alison Conroy, who starts for Scotland tonight? Well, Ollie McBurney will be the man who starts up front for Scotland. No place in the starting 11 for Ryan Christie. It will be David Marshall in goal, a back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Liam Cooper, Charlie Mulgrew and Andrew Robertson. That was Scott McTominay and John McGinn with the three of James Forrest, Cal McGregor and Ryan Fraser. And as I said, Ollie McBurney up top. There we are. What do you make of that? 0141951. 1025, it's the goalkeeper everyone predicted, it's the back four everyone predicted, it's mostly the midfield people predicted, but Ryan Christie is not in it, Scott McTominay is, and Ollie McBurney leads the line. Is that the team you would have picked? What would you have done differently? 0141 951 1025, Hugh Keevans. Well, if you concede that we have an embarrassment of riches in the middle of the park, and that is the strongest area of our side without doubt, then there are only so many who can play. And it so happens that Ryan Christie has been the one who has been left out. Uh, if the manager, Steve Clark, could get them all in, he would. But he can't, Alec. No, absolutely, Hugh. There's no surprises at all there. It's either between McGregor and Ryan Christie. Unfortunately, Christie's been sacrificed. But, you know, you look at it, as I said earlier on, middle to front, the middle of the park, we, we have some right good uh, uh, talented players there, Gordon. McBurney has a massive job in his hands because he becomes a linchpin the focal point of the team if he can retain the ball allow these guys to run off the back of them and then again it's down to the guys at the back to keep that back door shut yeah I suppose it is a big night for him Alex and he now has this price tag which is an added <laughs> strand to the debate I mean when he goes out there tonight it doesn't really make any difference he operates in what is clearly an inflated market he's, he's now a, he's a 20 million pound striker I mean, he, he has to just forget about all that stuff, doesn't he? That, that's for us to debate yes. whether he's you know, worth it or, or not. Gordon, I don't think it comes into his uh, mindset at all. You're a professional footballer. You're getting an opportunity to lead the line now. We're crying out for a striker to be the number one. Because we see it time after, is it Griffiths? Is it, you know, Ollie McBurney? Is it Ollie Bar You know, there's all these guys that have all had this opportunity. No one's actually grasped this. If there's a positive result on the back of this, he can then be that go-to guy because... 
for me, is Johnny Russell going to lead the line? Is Matt Phillips going to lead the line? No, this is crying out for all McBurney to stand up tonight. McBurney happens to play in a country, Gordon, where they're choked with money at the highest level. Players who will not get international football for England are being sold by one English club to another English club now for £20 million with no guarantee whatsoever they'll ever play international football. 0141-951-1025 that's the number Stevie and Paisley has dialed we just brought you the Scotland team Stevie what do you make of it? Hey, I'm, I'm actually excited I, I, I told Andy I'm buzzing as you know where my heart lies with Scotland uh, sure just to go back to you you said you came into the stadium under a cloud well you're believing over the moon tonight I'm telling you so be optimistic Aww, poetry <laughs> love it Stevie no the only, the only one I would say is Alec I went back to your comment last week about uh, Brian Christie being the best midfielder, if not the best player in Scotland just now. So that was my each picture one between him and McGregor, but the team picked itself apart for that. Uh, I think for ball retention, McGregor's a better player. So that kind of sets up the tone that we're going to try and keep the ball as much as possible and then see how the game pans out. Uh, but we need to start fast and we need to start sharp. And I'm actually so positive about tonight's game and I'm, I can't wait to go and see it tonight. Well, as I say, having been in the city centre earlier on today, Stevie, um, the, the support we have is phenomenal. We haven't been anywhere for 22 years. It is a cycle of underachievement and failure, and yet the belief is always there with the fans. Now is the time for Steve Clark and the players to give something back to those who never lose faith. They can make noise as they did in the case of Alec McLeish when they think we'll reach the end of the line with that particular manager and they'll do so one day down the line with Stevie Clark don't worry about that but right now we need to get a result tonight that keeps us alive in the group I because we've got the best team in the world coming here on Monday night just let us be alive in the group when they come here and then as Steve Clark has said you never know You've got a chance, a small chance, but you have a chance. Alex, Scott McTominay's going to have to play a main role yep. in that midfield this evening. What do you make of him? Because in, in true Scottish fashion, it's almost as if because he plays for Man United, people are determined to find what he's not good at rather than focusing on, on, on what he is good at. And, and he's, he's, you look at the size of him as well. Wow. I don't want this to be misunderstood. Of course you don't just pick players because they're big. Of course you don't. But... If your team selection, say, is between two guys and you can't really separate them and one of them six foot three and might help you out at set pieces, then it has to come into the thinking, surely. Yeah, I think he brings a lot to the table, Gordon. I like his uh, energy. You know, he's a very athletic boy. I've seen him a few times on the box for Man United. He's actually starting to become a regular as well. Uh, that'll bring his confidence up no ends because of the magnitude of the club he's playing with. And he needs to start taking a starring role within the Scotland ranks as well. He's just really starting to uh, assert himself at this level. He has to dictate the play, he has to drive them forward and he also has to kind of galvanise everyone round about him because when you're at a club with Man United too, everybody's yeah. looking and going, wow, you know, so... And then the Russians will be looking at it as well, so these are the guys that you need to stand up in the big games. Uh, Stevie, I suppose one positive as well, I mean, if you're disappointed that Ryan Christie misses out, he's there, he's on the bench and I'm sure he would be absolutely chomping at the bit to get on, so in that area of the field, Stevie... There are options, there are legs with Ryan Christie, Stuart yeah. Armstrong, dynamic players that could come on and make a difference. God, the mother's so strong in the middle, and that's what I'm saying. I'm so excited. Uh, Alec, I'll go back to your point. Scott McTominay is an elk of Fletcher. 
that, that young boy has got the world in his feet just now. Yeah. He is a class act and he has got to start. That's a, for me, that's a future captain of Scotland. That young boy is that good. Uh, I watch him in games. He's actually carrying Pogba just now as well. He's that good because Pogba's not playing well at all for Man United. And, oh. I'm, and see all of them on McBurney as well. McBurney must be buzzing. He must be buzzing. Yeah. Get him you on there buzz. and see what you can do the night. Yeah, you buzz all you like, though you've got to produce it on the on the occasion. McTominay uh, should not suffer any form of pressure at all. Jose Mourinho had him in the Manchester United team. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer has him in the Manchester United team. He's perfectly relaxed at Old Trafford, whatever comes his way. So, yeah, you're right. He's he's with us for the next decade and more and the, the thing that's worth bearing in mind Scott McTominay has been left out of numerous Scotland starting yes. 11 so we yeah. don't just pick him because he plays for Man yeah, United absolutely. that's the most typical comment you hear in response he's only there because he plays for Man United but why does he not start every game for us because he's been left out multiple times before yeah, and I, I think this is what I'm trying to say, Gordon. This is an opportunity for a lot of these guys to cement their place for a long time. You know, you have to take the game by the scruff of the neck. He's in there. He's had more experience in the last couple of years than he has done. So that should set him in good stead for getting into this match tonight. And it's an opportunity to drive this team forward because you see guys like McGinn and McTominay, they are the kind of engine room. You're the guys that are looking at, busting all over the place, charging about, setting the tempo, getting in people's faces. And then through that, it allows your key players, middle to front, Forrest, Ryan Fraser, guys that are really kind of set this place alive tonight. And then it's about putting the service in. Who then goes and supports the middle of the park? Are you going to allow McTominay to bust occasionally? John McGinn to come with a late run as well? So these are the kind of things you're looking at within this game. You've got Andy Robertson bombing up and down that line. Are you going to have enough players to support in the box? So these are all the key things that I'll be looking for tonight. Stevie, your namesake, Stevie Clark, the manager. We knew him as being super organised. Very impressive in terms of his game plan when he was at Kilmarnock. And I suppose this is a real chance to show that he can bring that to the national setup, Stevie. 100%. And, and I think, as you see in the press, we've not been coming out this week and saying we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Everybody just seems to be coming out and saying, we know what our role is, we understand what his training is, and we all know when we're in the team, we know what our role is. So that, that to me right away, I'm like, right, OK, he's going to set up, maybe defensively, but we're going to have to start fast, if that makes sense, and, and, and just have a right good go. But we need to be crazy. We can't, we can't go out there and just go all guns blazing because they're, they're, a, they're a good side as well. Mm. But you're talking about having one of the best midfielders up and coming in the world just now and the best left back in the world just now. It's got to give us some sort of... Uh, uh, get out there tonight. We've got to be going out there and thinking, yep, we're actually a good side as well. You, you can't actually dismiss the opposition. You know, they, they were in the last eight of the World Cup finals. Um, but there's one reason why we're not coming out saying we'll do this and we'll do that because we haven't done anything for 22 years so you yeah. need to be respectful you need to be mindful of what you're doing yourselves and I think uh, Andy Robertson has set the tone this week by saying time to stop talking a good game time to play one yeah I, just out of curiosity Stevie who are you talking about so the best up and coming midfielder in the world there I just want to get clarity on that so that I can look for look meets you up tonight McTominay Right, OK. Well, listen, I hope oh, it's a it's game that you, you've, you've actually said. Stevie. Stevie. <laughs> listen, Alan, I hope the boy does... Alec, Alec, I've been on this show for years now, and you all know I've cried about young players coming up. I, I was at Love Street last night, and there's some great young players coming up as well, but I watched this boy at 14 years of age, and he yeah. was head and shoulders above anybody. And and oh, it's great to see the progression, because sometimes we lose them between 
18 and 20, 21. It's, yeah. I don't know what happens to them, but we kind of lose them. But for this young boy, uh, I'm so excited. I'm so glad. And sure, you're right. Let's go out and do the talking tonight. Let's get it sorted. All right, very much. Thanks very much to Stevie and Paisley. Enjoy the game. Hopefully, your predictions. Uh, come true. Let's hear again from the Scotland manager. Stevie Clark says the fans need to recognise, of course, an important game tonight, but there is a long-term plan for the Scotland score as well. We're on the beginning of a hopefully, hopefully a long journey, but you, you can never you can never look too far ahead. We, we, like I said before, we've done good work. Uh, the the shape of the squad, the the mentality of the group uh, that we've had with us this week and that we had with us in the summer is very positive. And hopefully we can we can continue to build on that. Obviously, results are going to dictate how you feel short term, but long term, I think we're moving. Hopefully, we're moving in the right direction. Lots coming in on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Stephen McLean says we'll win one 0 It won't be the greatest of games or performances, but we will get the result with McBurney getting the only goal. Come on, Scotland, says Stephen. Uh, Graham Kennedy's on. He's looking forward to it. Think it might end in a stalemate, but you never know. Scotland could spring a surprise and do us proud for a change, he says. You <laughs> <laughs> had to get that bit in there at the end. Uh, I suppose you, you can both answer this. Every player that has been put up in front of the media this week has said a similar thing. They're all saying that Stevie Clark has brought clarity to the uh -huh. setup. He has put the information across. They all know what their jobs are now don't get me wrong that doesn't mean we're going to stick on to go and win the game that, that, that's not how football works but it's just interesting of all the all the footballing cliches they could use all the things they could say every single one of them has, has spoken about that clarity of, of message I suppose if you'd asked every occupant of the rugby park dressing room over the last two years they would have said exactly the same thing he came into a club that was bottom of the league he brought that clarity and brought a strength of purpose unified the squad and we all know what happened they finished up third top of the league before he decided to go so that is not an issue it is now how players who have been outstanding for their clubs perform on the night here. Like, like I say Alex I don't mean to over egg the issue yeah. because of course players are going to praise their manager I get yes. that but it's just interesting that they've all praised them in the exact same way yeah, clarity and uh, belief is the key kind of two buzzwords that have actually come out of it, Gordon. It'll be interesting. Listen, the thing that actually strikes me about Stevie Clark in terms of his organisation, when I watched Kilmarnock play last year, out of possession, the amount of times they just filter right back in, they become very resolute and they get bodies behind the ball. I expect that exactly tonight, and I think they're just put, putting that clear, and it's actually a simple message, out of there, we work back into our shape, and then we spring from there if we get possession and then try and utilise what our key players uh, offensively. And I think that's exactly what it is. Now, it, it's okay saying clarity and belief. And Stevie Clark's absolutely right then because the whole shooting match boils down to results, Gordon. And that's how all this will uh, uh, unfold. Yeah, I was going to say, Hugh, the crowd that comes along tonight, we don't know exactly the number. We, we will find out in due course. Uh -huh. There might be a level of patience required because, as Alex says, the time for open expansive football as much as people might not like the sound of this maybe maybe isn't right now you win the game you do whatever you can to win the game Stevie Clark it's Kilmarnock side did that on a number of occasions yeah they need patience tonight they need realism uh, just look around the squad wonderfully gifted in the middle of the park uh, cobbled together a little bit central defence uh, a striker who has yet to strike so it'd be unrealistic to say that we are favourites. Good luck to the caller earlier who said he had 3-1 Scotland and had money on it. Good luck. I hope you're 
unfortunate, but 25 years ago we played Russia here. The last time we played Russia at Hampden, Alec, it was a 1-1 yes. draw. You'd take that tonight. Yeah, well, would you take a 1-1 draw? And I'll tell you the reason being is because that effectively puts a nail in the coffin yeah. of this group. I think this is a much win. Mm. And I think you struck a chord there, Gordon, in terms of how you go about this. Because for me, be cagey, be organised, have the clarity and know your jobs and things. At some point within this game, I feel as if they need to chase it at some stage too. Because anything less than mm. three points, for me, this, this group's done. OK, a couple of confident, optimistic predictions coming in on the phones. Not everyone's confident, though. We'll speak to John and Paisley next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. The league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan at Hamden. One hour until kickoff between Scotland and Russia. I'll quickly recap the team for you if you're just joining us. It's David Marshall in goal, a back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Charlie Mulgrew, Liam Cooper, and Andy Roberts in the midfield. Three of Scott McTominay, John McGinn, and Callum McGregor. The wide men, Ryan Fraser and James Forrest. And leading the line tonight is Oliver McBurney. Real positivity, which makes me feel a bit <laughs> odd because we don't always get that. But on Twitter, it is positive. Bill Bill Bolingoli says, a decent lineup. I would have had Christie ahead of McBurney, uh, but McGinn and McTominay sounds like a decent pairing. Scott Middleton says, the best lineup of players for a long time. Scotland have it in them to win this. And Sean Thompson says, great to hear the fans calling in with a real buzz about tonight. We may have a huge divide domestically, but as a united front, we are amazing. But just bring us crashing right back down to earth. John and Paisley, you don't fancy Scotland tonight. No, I don't fancy. See, before I get this, I've been dying to say this all week to Hugh Keevans, if you don't mind, I can say this. Hugh, I listened to you last weekend. I think it's the time you retire and give somebody else younger a job. That's my personal opinion at night. It's a bit, it's a bit of a rude it. personal opinion, uh-huh. John, is it not? Just, no, uh, it's not just rude. It's undeniably rude. Just expand on why I should retire. Because uh, I listened to you last week and I think, no, I mean, you're getting a bit old and when you're coming out some statements last Sunday, I think it's... No, I mean, so I just now, don't now, you're add, now you're adding ageism to sarcasm and everything okay. else. You are, you are rude. Right, well, I, uh, well I'm not going to apologise. That's how I feel. I never asked right, you for an apology. Well, you're not getting one, but can I go to my point now? If you sure. must. Yeah, Scotland's going to get beat 2-0. If I wanted to watch Andy Roxburgh and Craig Brown's tactics in it, I would go and watch him again. You know what I mean? If you want to put 10 men behind the ball, then that's fine what you want to do. And then hopefully get a goal, and that sums it up. That'll be it. You know what I mean? That's the way Scotland are going forward. Do you think they'll do that tonight, John? Do you think they'll go all the men behind the ball with guys like Fraser, Forrest, McGregor and McBurney? They look a wee bit more offensive. I'm not sure well, that will just be purely uh, part Forrest, of us. James Forrest and Ryan Fraser will be playing wing-backs. They'll be defending more often than what they'll do. I understand what you're trying to say. And all of them, Burnley, is what you said. Many goals has he scored? I would rather play an unfit Lee Griffiths or Stephen Naismith than play all of them at Burnley. Do you so know what John, I mean? I've if Russia do not win 2-0, will you come back on a Monday and admit that age is no impediment to getting things wrong? No, no, no. I will come back on it. I'll, I'll put, uh, I'll put that. But I just wanted to. I just love you to retire, you. I would, and I don't mean that disrespectful. You think I'm being disrespectful? <laughs> John, John, John. Just, just let's be very clear about this. There is no way you can say that and then qualify it by saying I don't mean to be disrespectful when it's undeniably, undoubtedly disrespectful. <laughs> From the off. Okay, okay then. Well, fine. No, I mean, was it? Was it when on... he, was, just just out of curiosity, when when he predicted your team Rangers to win the game, was that the ridiculous statement that he came out with? 
No, he's a Rick, he's, you want me to go to my points about the statement he's making that men come by him this and that and this, that and that. The week before it, he was telling them they were, they were dreadful, next minute they became age and all that. Do you know what I mean? It's just, do you know what I mean? Said a, I said there was a day when players come of age, and uh, for Christopher Julian and uh, for El Hamed, uh, in particular, they came of age. Uh, not my fault, your team lost. They, they, came, they didn't come of age, they came because their manager got it tactically wrong. And we'll see, if you think they come of age of one game, then that's up to you. You're entitled to that, but the week before it, you said they were garbage. No, but clearly so I'm, not, I just, I'm not entitled to it because you said I should, I should retire. I think you should, actually. A few folks agree with me. You've, men- you've mentioned it a couple of times. <laughs> I know, I really do think you should retire because it's the time you sat back and enjoyed life and see they on a telephone show getting people wound up. No, I'm, I am enjoying life being here, winding you up. No winding me up, I'm just having a good laugh. You're, I'm annoying you, you said I'm rude. No, 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 you are rude. <laughs> I'm not rude. I <laughs> you, just you, what I would say what I want you to say. And I'm you, you're, saying, to you're, saying, you're saying I should retire on the basis that I am too old and presumably because I was too kind to a couple of Celtic players. Good, good to hear that it's not annoyed you, John. I'm glad to hear that, that that's you having a laugh. Doesn't sound like it, but I'm glad you, you cleared that up. So 01419511025 in the phones, Twitter is at Clyde SSB. Let's take a bit of a closer look at the opposition tonight. Yes. Obviously, the focus is, is, is on us. That's the way it is with the home international. Uh, as Hugh mentioned, they did get to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. So, yep, that, that sounds pretty good. You then factor in that it was it was on home soil. That tends to give you a bit of an advantage. However, they started the group well. They lost 3-1 uh, to Belgium. No shame in that. They won 4-0 in Kazakhstan. Yes. You don't need me to tell you how we <laughs> fared no, in absolutely. Kazakhstan. Uh, they beat San Marino 9-0 and Cyprus 1-0. They're two places above us in the world rankings. So it's sort of pointing towards a game that we can win, yeah. but we'd have to be not make, yeah, at our best or certainly close to it. Yeah, I think it's 14 goals in the last three games, Gordon, and you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce this this main striker here, the, the 22. Juba. Yep. Yeah, well he he's the guy, he's a go to guy Hugh. He's the one that's yeah. made the big contribution when he got to the last eight. He had a couple of assists, I think he had three goals in that tournament as well. When you consider at that level, he'll be the one to watch tonight for them. But I think the majority of the players are home uh, based. You know, they're all in Russia. There's only three guys play out with. Uh-huh. So you know they'll be familiar with their own, their own attributes. It's not as if you're not seeing a guy for months on end. They'll be playing against these guys, so they'll be well tuned in exactly what they're looking to do tonight. Remember, you need to get in touch. Sorry, Hughes, 01419511025. Let's take the call from Gary in Shettleston. How are you tonight, Gary? Hi, Carl. That is why I told you. Who's saying? He's listening. Yeah. Uh, yes, Gary. Don't you listen to anybody saying about you, mate? Listen, listen to me. Unless I'm a taxi driver. Everybody loves you in this, in this show. You make it a show, mate. Thank you. You make it a show, mate. I'm telling you today. Just because he's had a bad Sunday, right? He's had a beautiful <laughs> Sunday. So don't, don't, don't listen to that, that man. If his name's no, John. Probably no. forgot his name. Anyway. So well, anyway, really you know, I, anyway. I, think it, I think I can detect... Since Sunday, the effect that this fixture has on the whole city. I listened to Roger Hanna on Tuesday night's programme um, with a caller saying that uh, you know because he had tipped Rangers to 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 win the league, uh, what was he going to do now? Well, with tough four games to play, he's going to stand by his prediction. That's what he should do. So it's just the way the city is. It's the way the city is in the immediate aftermath of uh, a Rangers Celtic game. Listen, I'm not offended by it. 
and with a right good time in Radio Clyde oh, no. for a long number of years. And when Gordon Duncan finally opens the door and says, get out, uh, then I'll go. Have I just been promoted? I don't know I got to make those decisions. <laughs> but don't worry, even if I did, I have you to be here for the I have to say, the line of the night was Gary's. Do not listen to anybody. Don't listen, listen to me. To me. <laughs> I, like I do like that. Gary, what are you thinking ahead of the game tonight? I think we've got a good chance. We've got a decent wee squad there going in there. So it's at least even better on eight. So it does. I'm saying, Russell, who's the main man? Yep. Tomney. McBurney. Can't see him to lead the line tonight. Who? I'm, I'm saying he's asking if McBurney. you fancy McBurney to do well tonight. Aye, aye, aye. I think he should, aye. Yeah, he's yeah. Well, he's, got, he's, got, he's got to answer back those who have questioned his attitude uh, and whether he truly wants to play for Scotland what a magnificent opportunity for him to do that a goal here would endear him to the fans no end so uh, I hope he does it and I thank you Gary very much for your kind words will there be a boundary charge? Bell's down Gary no. is there a boundary charge? <laughs> no chance you get it for free mate Good man. Oh, he'll, oh, he'll, he'll, he'll take that, Gary. He'll be straight on the phone to you when we finish. Thank you very much, Gary in Shettles. No one four one nine five one one zero two five. When when you look at this Russian side, Alex, we're, we're talking about you know where they are in the world rankings. There are only two places above us. You really kind of have to take one game at a time. That's yes. what the football types always tell us, don't they? But it's also difficult to ignore that we go to Russia next month. Yes. And realistically four points from it we, we're all we're already chasing ourselves a bit because of the Kazakhstan debacle yeah absolutely and I think that's a, the emphasis has to be on trying to win this tonight too I don't think a draw does us any favours I think when you look at uh, we've got Belgium on uh, Monday night uh, uh -huh. and Russia have Kazakhstan and Russia, Russia so when you look at that you'd expect them to beat them having yeah. taken four off them uh, in Kazakhstan so they have to take the game to the Russians tonight I know there are, are probably a better opposition than we've played uh, and uh, out with Belgium's but it's our home territory it's the right noises are coming out the camp and it's a, it's, a, it's important that it's not just uh, false words it has to be followed up by a performance uh, yeah I mean we have put the case forward that the optimistic case the glass half full case you know we're talking about the midfield it's full of talent even on the bench the Ryan Christie's the yep. Stuart Armstrong's of the world Ryan Jack's been in good form for Rangers do you have concerns over the back four? Stephen O'Donnell is the only right back in the score. Yes. He, he plays tonight. We've had various defensive problems. Scott McKenna's injured. John Souter's injured. Grant Hanley got called in and then dropped out again. We, you know, we've not had we've not had a, a plain sailing wide back there, and that's in a yeah. department that we don't have a, a plethora of talent to choose Absolutely. from. Absolutely. I think the fact that we were playing Kieran Tierney there for a while, Gordon, is totally uh, inappropriate, really. I don't think you get anything out of Kieran Tierney on that right-hand side. You know, get him coming up and down defensively, not too bad. But in terms of going forward, it wasn't ideal. But then you look at Stephen O'Donnell's come in, and he's done relatively well. He's fallen asleep at a couple of times for goals, which have obviously cost the team. And, uh, you know, so then it's a good opportunity for Liam Cooper. It's an opportunity to kind of cement a place here, showcase what he can actually do. Uh, Charlie McGrew we've known for years uh, and then obviously Andy Robertson's the key player in. when you're looking at a, a game and how it can transpire he's actually a guy that can impact the game from left back yeah but when you've got Charlie McGrew and Liam Cooper you are to an extent gambling because you have to Absolutely. because injury has deprived your players who would have been first choices uh, Charlie's now a, a Wigan player Cooper 
yet to make any form of impact where the Scotland squad is concerned. So there's an element of risk. You can only hope that they rise to the occasion. John and Paisley has done the unthinkable. He has united a nation in support of Hugh Keevans. The oh. outpouring <laughs> of positivity towards Hugh Keevans on Twitter. I have never seen the likes. It's making me quite emotional just reading it, Hugh Keevans. But I think it's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Now, Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray, I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know if you thought because we were here at Hamden you were getting off the hook on Beat the Pundit. I did, I just said to Alison. If you did, you were wrong. Very, mm. very wrong. Beat the Pundit stays. If Beat the lose, Pundit always stays. We've got the music if we lose. And if you want to play tonight, now is your chance. 01419511025. Your chance to come on, take on Hugh or Alex and win yourself a signed ball. You have to be quick because the line's closed when the news starts at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on a huge night for the national side. We're at home to Russia in European Championship qualifying. 45 minutes to go. The crowd slowly but surely starting to fill their way into Hamden. The sun is just about still shining. The pitch is looking magnificent and we are enjoying the build-up, but we've always got time for this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Yes, it is. Beat the Pundit time. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are standing by doing it from Hamden tonight. This should be interesting. One of them is going to be taking on Stephen from Kilburnley. How are you tonight, Stephen? Good, thanks. Now, Stephen, I don't know if you if this is a ploy from you. Did you think, well, Hugh and Alex are out of Hamden. They might be taking the eye off the ball. It gives you a better chance to win. We'll see you yeah. Something like that. Well, I'm going to toss the coin anyway and see who you're up against. Heads, it is Hugh Keevans. And tails, it will be Alex Ray. And it's tails, Alex Lovely. Ray. Now, listen, we have to improvise here. Yeah, have to go away, don't I? So if you could just take about 300 steps in that direction and make sure you can't hear us keep and going. I am the eyewitness he has left I'll tell you when to stop Alex that's it keep going just past the pie stall yep keep going keep going keep going there we go right no exactly I think he's stopped off for one right we're ready to go so you've got 30 seconds you're head to head with Alex now the secret is remembered you can pass and your time starts now which English team does Oliver McBurney play for? Sheffield United. Which Lisbon Lion has a statue in Sulcoats? Bobby Lennox. Who did Scotland last face at Hamden? Ooh, pass. Which former Rangers player won the 1990 Under-21 Championships with the Soviet Union? Kanchelskis. St James Railway Station is the closest to which Scottish Premiership ground? St uh, Murray Park. In what year did Alex Ferguson end his managerial career with Man United? 2016. Okay, right, we can invite Alex Ray back. Here he comes from the other end of Hamden. That was not a bad turn of pace, by the way. You've still got it. Absolutely. Was okay. I was singing to the water boys there. Fantastic. Right, you ready? Same yes, let's go. To you let's and go. Your time starts now. Which English team does Ollie McBurney play for? Sheffield United. Which Lisbon Lion has a statue in Sulcoats? Bobby Lennox. Who did Scotland last face at Hamden? Uh, Belgium. Which former Rangers player won the 1990 Under-21 Championships with the Soviet Union? Kuznetsov. St James Railway Station is closest to which Scottish Premiership ground? Livingston. What year did Alex Ferguson end his managerial career with Man United? 
2012. And Peter Grant currently manages Halloa. the championship team. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. How do we think that went? I think Alec might have aged it. Do you? Oh. I'm not so sure. <laughs> I am not so sure. Let's find out. Okay, first question was <laughs> who does Ollie McBurney play for? You both knew it. You both said Sheffield United won all. Second question, which Lisbon Lion has a statue in Solcoats? It's Bobby Lennox. You both got it. So we're now on two all after two questions. Who did Scotland last face at Hamden? I don't Cyprus. think any of you got that right. Cyprus. It was Cyprus. So still 2-0. 2-1-1. Good yeah. game. Good game. Uh, which former Rangers player won the 1990 European Under-21 Championships with the Soviet Union? You went for... Kuznetsov. Melichenko. It was Kanchelskis. So you find yourself one behind, I'm afraid. Oh, wow. Uh, St. James Railway Station is closest to which Premiership ground? It's St. Mirren Park. You're now two behind. Did you never get the train there when you were the St Mirren manager, no? I could I had the car fired up and get out of the place, double <laughs> lively. Uh, in what year did Sir Alex Ferguson end his managerial career with Man United? It was 2013, none of you got it right. Alex, you were the only man to get to question seven. You knew that it was Aloha, but it was too little, too late. Oh. Three for you. And Stephen, well done, my Stephen, son. Stephen, you have done him by four much. to three. Well done, Stephen. Cheers. Good man, and it paid off. Stephen took advantage of you being at Hamden. Your eye was not on the ball. That's the first time I've lost this season and as well, Hugh. Devastated. The signed ball will be. See, the water boy saw Stephen. the whole of the moon. You saw the whole of the noon. <laughs> and by the way, an update on the overall, the head to head. Three wins in a row for the listeners this week. Is that right? That is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Kicked off on Wednesday. Did you hear it, Hugh Keevans? Yes. Craig Beatty got a zero. Wow, zero. I get yes. three hits, not too bad. We saw him downstairs, actually, in yeah. the press room, didn't yeah, we? We yeah. should maybe remind him He still him hasn't of it. recovered. He never mentioned it, funnily enough. But, but the, the, the pundits haven't recovered because they lost again last night and you've lost again this evening. Who was it that lost last night? for the listeners. Is it bad that, that I can't remember that, which one of them it was? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was Gordon DL, I'm sure. Well, what's the surprise there? There we go. 01419511025 on the phones. John is in Parkhead. How are you tonight, John? Hi, Gordon. How are you, mate? All right? Yeah, John, not too bad at all. How are you? Looking forward to the no, game? Aye, I, I was just wanted just a few points uh, about, well, about the game tonight. Uh, I think that uh, I, wasn't too, I wasn't too confident, but looking at his line-up, I think he's got to go for this. No, I, 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 I quite fancy it. We've got him every day something here tonight. Um, I thought he was going to play defensively, but I don't think that sounds like a defensive set-up to me. No, I think he's going to go for it, so I don't agree with the guy... John earlier on plus I'd love to see uh, him get the first goal John and see where we took it from there uh, because obviously if Russia score first then you're, you're under a different type of pressure but it's not a team that's set out to play Playful. on the back foot and stonewall there are too many gifted players there uh, there are players there who can win you the ball and there are others who can use it intelligently and we have to hope that McBurney can break his international duck and score his first goal for Scotland but it's not a team that's here to park any buses I yeah. think sorry Gordon I was just about to say I think prior to, to the kind of callers coming on we were all saying in the middle of the park we had a, a rare talent you know we were always saying McTominay McGinn McGregor Christie in that central area but with guys like Forrest and, and Ryan Fraser we have players that can actually really hurt the opposition the the, the areas I think we were, which we've highlighted over the course of the last hours what does Ollie McBurney bring to the table to you in terms of this level? Uh -huh. You know, he scored goals in the Championship last year, resulting in a £20 million move. And then we have to 
assess how Liam Cooper's going to do. Charlie McGrew hasn't played as much as he probably would have liked at Wigan. Obviously played the last game. And then you obviously you get your full-backs who like to maraud forward. Well, that's the thing, because when we were suggesting any potential shocks within the starting eleven, if it was going to be defensive personnel, you maybe would have sacrificed a Fraser or a Forrest for... Snodgrass or an Armstrong yeah. but the fact that they're both in, and by the way that doesn't mean that at times we won't get behind the ball and we won't we won't try and make life difficult but at the end of the day if it means we win the game Steve, who cares Steve Clark can't go public looking for a big result such as McFadden in Paris that never to be forgotten night such as Griffiths here at Hampden against England that never to be forgotten day he can't go on and on about that and then pick a team to stonewall it at home. He's, he knows the value of a good result, both in terms of his image as a Scotland manager and in terms of the, the, the progress that we make in this group I. John, are you as clear as Alex Ray is on this win tonight or forget it in the group? No, I think, I think if we, the lineups quite positive, I think. So I think if we could sneak this win, no, it's, I think it's up for grabs, no? Because uh, even the Belgium game, obviously we're, well, we're underdogs there, but you just never know. The Belgium can be one of the nice to hit the posts and hit the bar and Bob just doesn't go in for them. No? So, sorry, John. What Gordon was alluding to there was if we don't win tonight, is that the end of the road within this group? Because of, you know, as you say, Belgium and, uh, and Monday night. You know, uh, Russia play Kazakhstan, which would be more points you would imagine for them. So for me, as what was Gordon was saying, for me, this is a must-win. Definitely, I agree with that, mate. Definitely, I think we need. But if we don't, that's it. It's, we'll just need to hope for the playoffs. I think no, I don't think there's a back for there. Can I, can I say one thing, Gordon? Oh, you? Carry on, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you. Uh, I just heard the last call, mate. Don't don't you bother retiring. I'll be <laughs> tuning in to listen to you. Forget your Mark Wilson and God Dales, mate. You just. John, you're very kind. Thank you very much. Uh, don't worry. I, I'm not retiring. I'll be led out the building by Gordon Duncan and Big Lorraine. And, uh, I'll go with a smile on my face because they've been good to me. Uh, to be fair, you don't you don't get a proper compliment in this show because he might have come on to to, to compliment you, but he slated everyone else. Oh, in the I so, we don't mind absolutely. that. A, a lukewarm compliment, we'll call it. Thank you very much. That was John uh, on the line in Parkhead. It's 01419511025. Let's hear from the man who is going to lead Scotland out tonight. He's Andy Robertson. Uh, we caught up with him a bit earlier on in the week and he's hoping that the talent that we've got playing in leagues like the English Premier League that can pay off for us this evening. About individuals coming together and making you know a team that's the hard thing about international football we can all we're in the squad because we're doing it at club level and we're being successful and uh, and things like that but the hardest thing is then to bring the individuals together and make a team and that's what we hope we now have and it's time that you know we make the big steps and and showing that so you know hopefully we're all still of a good age where this squad should be together for um you know many years if we keep doing what we're doing but um, you know, why not come of age now? Why not bring it all together now and and put in a performance? And you know, we don't want just one performance. We want this to kick start, and then the lads have more confidence, and you know, the fans have more confidence in their team and everything else that goes along with it. So, you know, that's what we want to produce, and the only way by doing it is doing it in a big game, and that's what we need to do now. So, hopefully, starting tomorrow, we can we can do that, and and then everyone gets behind us and starts pushing this campaign forward because. 
we're still in it. We're still in a hell of a chance, and we've still got six big games to go. But you know, Friday can um, you know make a big difference to where the group. Alex looks. Rain, Hugh Cavens. I'm sure you know the CV by now. He oh. is a Champions League winner. He got pipped to an English Premier League winners medal, and yesterday he was named in the shortlist for the FIFA Pro World Team of the Year. So you know, don't take my word for it or your word for it. He is officially world class. He's operating elite in, in, in a world class well, bracket. So how do we find the the, the balance here? between acknowledging that, using him as an inspiration, hoping that he can inspire us, but also not putting too much pressure on him and, and, and hoping that he can win it all himself, which is never going to happen. Um, I think players simply have to look at him and say, wow, this guy was a Queen's Park player six years ago. So uh, he's clearly an exceptional talent. I've banged on since six o'clock tonight, Gordon, about the need to break a 22-year cycle of underachievement and failure here we have the one player who could have strolled it in any of the teams that made it to the World Cup finals or the European Championship finals since 1974 since we went to Germany in 74 the first time we've been at a world final since 1958 from 74 until 98 in France, Andy Robertson would have walked in, walked in to any team chosen by a Jockstein, a Willie Orman, an Alec Ferguson, whoever. He would have walked into any of those teams because he is from the golden age, but he happens to be playing in the slightly distressed age where we can't get to a final. Yeah, I, 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 when you mentioned there, in the last six years, the trajectory of that boy is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah. And if you'd have said to me six years ago, that guy will go and win a Champions League medal, in fact, get to the final last year, win it this year, hit 90-odd points with Liverpool, I'd have said you're off your head. The, 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 you have to give him credit, the way he applies himself, the way he has modelled his game, he's an athlete, he's up and down, and he's actually... You know, when you actually look at his actual game and his distribution, because that's the key thing. It's okay getting up in that final third. His delivery, his quality is top level. And it's not often you can actually say about a Scottish player is in the elite yeah. level yeah. and he comes into that bracket. It is a different challenge, though, isn't it? And we've seen this in the past, maybe to not quite the same extent, but people used to say it about Darren Fletcher when he played yeah. for Man United, then came here. The harsh reality of it is when he gets up the field and he looks up, there, there is no Mo Salah there. There, there, there is yeah. no Bobby Firmino, yeah. there is no Virgil van Dijk to come across and cover if he's caught up the pitch. So that's that's the reality and, and, and therefore he has to adapt. All yeah. he can hope for is that others raise their game. They cannot raise it to his level because he's truly exceptional. But if they understand that the very best thing about him is that sensational delivery, be there, be there when it comes in, think about where he's going to put it and just try and feed off this great exceptional talent. Yeah, we were talking about in terms of the last game here, Hugh, if my memory serves me right, he scored an absolute oh, unbelievable yeah, goal against Cyprus, yeah. Right, I've got a bit of a treat for you too. Oh, uh, oh, we're going to get the full-time teaser up and running early because the game kicks off at quarter to eight. Yep. So you two will be going quiet at quarter to eight. <laughs> I better give you as much time as possible on tonight's <laughs> full-time teaser. It? Now, as always, you can play along with us at home if you want to send your answers to at Clyde SSB. I'll keep an eye on them. So the question tonight is this. Can you name the last ten players to score for Scotland who were born 
outside of Scotland. So can you name the last 10 players to score for Scotland but were not born in Scotland? Sean Maloney. Sean Maloney, yes. His last goal was against Gibraltar in 2015. Hmm. Uh, Any more from you, Alex? Matt Ray? Phillips. Matt Phillips, yes. He scored against Hungary in 2018. Well done. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Strikers here, strikers here that have yeah. come up from England, based. Um, big Grant Hanley, well he was down in the Broaders, wasn't he? So um, Grant Russell Hanley Martin. is not one. Russell Martin, no. Maybe a name that's kind of like that. Uh, Maybe the same surname. Johnny Russell. <laughs> the same surname, <laughs> I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this could be a long night. This could be a seriously long night. Johnny Russell. The same something. Yes. Martin. Right, who are we going he got booed on and then he scored. Oh. Coldplay. <laughs> Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Russell Martin, I mean. Oh, we got there in the end. Okay, we'll leave it there. We're looking for the last 10 players to score for Scotland and be born out with Scotland. We've got Sean Maloney, Matt Phillips and Chris Martin so far. Don't forget, when this game kicks off, we won't be leaving you. We've got an exclusive interview with the Scottish FA's performance director, Malky Mackay. So we'll bring you that a bit later on, and we'll take more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Duke Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, at the National Stadium, Hamden Park, looking ahead to Scotland against Russia which kicks off in 20 minutes time Hugh Keevans we are battling against some live music yes. very good I must say from Idle Wild yeah. are, are they one that's crossed your radar are they on the famous Hugh Keevans USB at home I do not think so I'm just thinking they've got me half right there I'm idle but not wild can you imagine a bit of Leonard Cohen before the Scotland game that's more your scene I would imagine uh, a bit Lenny mixed up with a little Crosby stills and Nash that'd be <laughs> lovely <laughs> I would really get the trips going before the game Alex uh, let's take a quick revisit to the teaser before we speak to Craig the question for you two tonight was sent in by Russell Abercrombie so thank you to Russell he sent the question into fulltime at Clyde1.com and he says can you name the last 10 players who have scored for Scotland but were born outside of Scotland you're doing okay you've got Sean Maloney Matt Phillips and Chris it, Martin is, so is there far. a trick one there like, you know, somebody is familiar who, who we would was expect Stephen Fletcher born outside of Scotland yes he was oh, Hugh Keevan oh, that's not magnificent not bad at all on, he was born in Shrewsbury uh, and he scored against Albania in 2018. Stephen Fletcher, well done. That's a fantastic uh, attempt. So Maloney, Phillips, Martin and Fletcher anymore. Is there someone like a Charlie McGrew who was born out with something like that? No, you know the, what I mean? the, the rest are not... In, Fletcher's the, the curveball, if you like. Right, OK. Put it this way, the rest of them all sound like they were born outside of Scotland, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> OK, plenty of time. No, Ketchyanya. Yeah, he was born in Scotland, though. Yeah, I'm sure he was. He's not on the list anyway, so that's all you need to know. Uh, 01419511025 is the number Craig has dialed. Craig is just along the road from the studio, a bit further away from us in Clyde Bank. Hi, Craig. Hi, how are you doing? Good evening, gents. Hi, Craig. Hi. Um, the reason I was I just wanted to ask the panel's uh, opinion on how they feel Scotland's youth progression is getting on over the last 10 years as we're producing players towards the national team. 
the reason I was asking is I was looking at Croatia stats. They're a nation roughly the same size population as us. But they've only failed to qualify twice for major tournaments in the last 20 years. And yet we yeah, can't seem to qualify. There is the big question, Alex Ray. Craig yep. asks it. How, we don't have long enough, I don't think, to answer the question, but how, how would you evaluate the way we're bringing players through in the last 10 years? Well, I think there's guys actually breaking through. You just have to look into the, the, the squad. Gordon McGinn's coming through, you know, Forrest. You've got uh, Christie, the likes of these guys coming through as well. Robertson uh, and Tierney, who's Robertson not here Tierney, tonight. Yeah. So, so there is guys actually breaking through, but for me, the key area where we're really, really struggling to get is in the forward areas. We, for a few years now, we have really struggled to score goals. But getting back to the Croatia thing, they, they're on a, like a purple patch, if you like. You look at Serbia, who have just won the under-20s World Cup. Uh, a couple of years ago as well so these teams are clearly doing something that we're not because they're actually starting to win tournaments we haven't been able to qualify for a major tournament for the 21s either for about 20 odd years as well Gordon and that's why I'd be interested to hear what Malky Mackay has to say later on because he is the one charged with uh, making this happen by all accounts last night's under 21 international Paisley an own goal uh, and Another goal for Scotland, but not a magnificent display. We could do better in that regard, of course we could. But let's give credit where it's due. We have Project Braveheart and we have devoted money and we have the facilities. That's where I'd be interested to see what Malky Mackay thinks about the progression in that regard. I think it's just Project Brave, but I really like oh. the way you've added heart <laughs> because it sounds better, <laughs> let's be honest. Going back to your point there, Hugh. We are at a crossroads. We have been for a long time in terms of developing. Now, we just spoke about the right-back area. We haven't had a natural right-back. I know the boy O'Donnell's come in for the last couple of games, but in terms of backup and over a period Hutton of time, would be the last Alan Hutton, one right? So, so there's an area there, uh, and I've just mentioned the forward. Project Brave has been more or less kicked into touch you, partly because half the reserve teams have pulled out of the league. So, you know, they're not quite clear in which way they want to go. There has been this... Uh, mooted about in terms of Colt leagues at the lower level but it's been voted down by the clubs at the bottom but if you look at some of the Spain Germany they have B teams competing at the lower mm. levels and you tend to find that they produce guys who then go on to re represent yeah. the national team at a good level I mean there have been shoots there Hugh the Scottish FA's performance school set up is at, at a stage now where we should just about be seeing the fruits of it I mean these yeah. guys started when they were first year at high school so you're never going to see it too soon but no. Billy Gilmore would be the poster boy Absolutely. for that. He comes on for Chelsea yeah. last week, so there are there are things happening. Can they happen at the rate that we want them? Well, watch this space, I guess. Well, as you say, Billy Gilmore makes his Chelsea debut. McTominay is a regular for Manchester United. Uh, Robertson is potentially in the, the FIFA's world team. Uh, we are continuing to produce players. Not in the number that people crave, but that's something we're working on. And in particular, I'd love to find uh, a, a Scottish striker worthy of the name, a young man coming through. I see none on the horizon, Alec. Craig, what are your own thoughts on the matter? Yeah, I would agree with the one area we're lacking in producing inequality is up front. We're the last time we produced a world-class striker. Um, but I would agree that the, 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 it is bright sunshine in the horizon with the likes of the players we've got coming through is Billy Gilmore Tommy um, oh, 
Liam Malinsman out here on as well. But if we could get somebody in that forward area. It's a funny thing. We've got in Robertson and Tierney, where we've got two incredible fullbacks. We've got an array of talent in the middle of the park. But we used to be able to provide a, a Joe Jordan, a man, the only man who scored at three World Cup finals for Scotland. Lee Griffiths is the only other name out there right now. We don't seem to be able to produce an honest-to-goodness nailed-on striker. It is a real problem area, Alex, because even at club level, and you can't really fault Celtic's production line in recent years. Look at the players they've brought through, the Tierney, Forrest, McGregor, uh, Mikey Johnson recently, and, and there are various others. But even they haven't managed to bring through that, that number nine, that striker. So even at one of the most fruitful academies and you look across it's just it's just something that across the board we're sort of struggling to bring through Gordon you developed the talent which was within your uh, academy and if there's no striker then so be it but then you start kind of utilising all the other positions as well and the fact that Celtic have actually produced the players that you just mentioned Torres, McGregor, Tierney, Mikey Johnson starting to emerge into the scene as well and you have to remember I keep talking about levels they guys are breaking into a team that's at the top of the tree so it's, it's important that all the other clubs start to contribute as well and then that way then we can start kind of getting the national team going in the right direction I would even put a case out here and I know we're trying to kind of talk up everything tonight I'm not particularly sure that the centre half area has been as strong as it has been in years yeah. gone by so that's another area where we could actually go kind of pick holes in but it's not the time to do that Craig thank you very much for the call let's squeeze in one more and speak to George who's in Milton hi George how you doing, guys? Always so much negativity in, in Scotland's playing some of the calls. I, I'm just so excited. I just think Steve Clark, with the record they had against Bill Fulham, could do something this, this time. Might not be right away, guys, but I think if we stick with Steve Clark, I think he, he gives the youngsters a chance. But all clubs, every club, he, he actually picks from every club. And it's good to see it's not just Celtic and Rangers. Uh, that he's looking to pick players from those clubs. I think the, the, the guys from Kilmarnock and, and, and other clubs as well, you know, like Aberdeen's and, and even Dundee United, hopefully soon. Uh, it gives everybody a chance and it's time they moved on, guys, and hopefully they can do something. Yeah, well, that, that is the hope. Stevie Clark was brilliant uh, again when he was the underdog at Kilmarnock against the favourites, and at some point we're going to need them to replicate that, aren't we? I think we were very fortunate that Steve Clark was available to us and was willing to accept he had done as much as he could for Kilmarnock and was willing to take the Scotland job. He's the safest pair of hands that I could think of who was attainable for us. So I'm very happy that he is in position. We'll see how things work out uh, tonight. I think tonight is a big game for him. It would be terrific for his reputation. Even a draw, Alex Wright, a draw probably puts the, the nail in the coffin for the group is concerned. But if he gets the draw, then you dream. But on Monday night, who knows, you right. might beat the best team in the world. We need a few more on this teaser. You're doing okay. Yes. You've got Stephen Fletcher, Chris Martin, Matt Phillips, Sean Maloney. What else you got for us? Struggling. We need Thanks. Scottish players, English accents. That would yeah, be the key. I'll yeah, probably play to half of them. That's the worst about it. Um, so you've got Fletcher, Phillips, Martin, you've got Maloney. What about. Don Hutchison? No, we're looking a bit more recently than that. 
Bobber, one that played a lot of his football up here. We know him as a, as a club player in Scotland. He was a Scotland international, but he's got that English accent that you're looking for. He was born out with Scotland. If I told you that he played mostly for Celtic, had a little spell, a very small spell at Hibs towards the end of his oh, career. Oh, Chris Chris Commons, well done. Any more? <laughs> right, I'll give you some thinking time and we'll try and get the answers to the teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Here come the teams at hand in Scotland, led out by Andy Robertson. David Marshall will play in goal. Stephen O'Donnell in the defence along with Charlie Mulgrew and Liam Cooper. Andy Robertson, of course, in there as well. Scott McTominay, John McGinn and Callum McGregor, the midfield three. And then it's James Forrest and Ryan Fraser supporting Oliver McGregor. Burnley. The manager is, of course, Stevie Clark. We have Greek officials this evening. Hopefully we're not complaining about them come full time. We are about to get underway with the national anthems. It will be the visitors, uh, Russia, who have their national anthem first, which just about gives us enough time to see how Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens are doing with the teaser. We're looking for the last ten players to score for Scotland, but we're not born in Scotland. Mm. You're doing all right so far. You've got Sean Maloney, Matt Phillips, Chris Martin, Stephen Fletcher, Chris Commons. What else have you got for us? Go on, Hugh, I think you've got one, haven't you? Matt Ritchie. Yes, Matt Ritchie scored against Denmark here. Jordan Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes. Well done. Mikhail Smith. Oh, we've someone's helped him with that. Hugh Evans. Someone has leaned over, tapped him on the shoulder, and helped him with that because that no, no, no. is no one's here. Magnificent. Um, Craig McHale Smith. Um, um, Matt Ritchie. I've got him. Oh, sorry. He's, uh, well, I, I wrote him down before. What about the boy, um, West Bromhue? James Morrison. James Morrison, yes. Yes. What's that? Is that nine or eight? Uh, well, we just. I think we've got four there and we've already had four. That's five. nine. You've only got one to get. One Fabulous to get before this national anthem finishes. It's very <laughs> difficult. He scored against Cyprus in 2011, Ooh, and he was born. In, he was born in some place called Dorking. No offence if you're from Dorking. I've never heard of it, but that's where he was born. Dorking. Quickly, will I put you out your misery? No, give us initials. 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 J M. Jim. James. Jamie. Mackey. Oh, let's enjoy Florida, Scotland as we build up to Scotland against Russia here at Hamden.
There goes the roar from the top. Mamey Hamden filling up nicely ahead of Scotland against Russia. All the pre-match build-up, all the talking has been done, Hugh Keevans, and now it is showtime. What are you expecting this evening? I think, in my heart of hearts, there will be a draw. Uh, that need not necessarily be the end of the show. We can still dream against Belgium on Monday night, but I think that the, the lack of a proven goal scorer up front and the experimental nature of our central defence might result in the same result that we had the last time Hampton was open for a Scotland-Russia fixture 25 years ago, 1-1. Right, now that the Grim Reaper's got his out of the way, Alex Ray, give us the optimistic look on things. Tell us it's going to be all OK. Yeah, listen, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Scotland win. I'm, I'm hopeful, and I think this is just because I'm dying for the nation to actually get up and running, have an opportunity to go to a major tournament. I know it'll be extremely difficult against a good Russian team, but hopefully Stevie can get them up and going. OK, the Greek officials are just finishing their pre-match routine. Andy Robertson, the Scotland captain, so much expectation on his shoulders flying high at Liverpool can he replicate that type of form here in a Scotland jersey this evening a quick recap of the team Marshall and goal a back four of O'Donnell Mulgrew Cooper and Robertson the midfield three of McTominay McGinn and McGregor and the attacking trio of James Forrest Ryan Fraser and Oliver McBurney now the game kicks off very soon we are going to have to leave you of course but don't worry you're in good company we've got an exclusive interview between Alison Conroy our senior sports reporter and the Scottish FA's performance director Malky Mackay as well but don't worry we are back Monday night here live at Hamden 6 o'clock building up to Scotland against Belgium not only will we have all the build up from tonight all the, the look back on tonight's game I should say but we build up to that one as well so sit back and enjoy the game this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Malky welcome to Super Scoreboard it's been a while since we, we heard from you the first thing just some, how is the future looking for Scottish football I think I've been up at Orium the last couple of days uh, the under 21s and the first team are up there just now um, and we've got a lot of bright young talents coming through at the moment Um I was talking to Steve Clark yesterday and I'm looking at his midfield and it's it's absolutely stacked and racked with talent. You know, um, training yesterday on the pitch, Callum McGregor, um, Ryan Christie, Stuart Armstrong, John McGinn, Kenny McLean, Scott McTominay, all in that, Ryan Jack, all in that midfield area. Um, wingers were flying, Forrest, um, and Fraser, Matt Phillips were offline and down lines as well. And I'm thinking we've got a lot of top young talent at the moment. And you, you know, you add Andy Robertson, Kim Tierney to that, two or three others. Um, there is a group there that are coming through that are all athletic, technically good, um, playing at a high level now, playing European club football, playing English Premier League football, um, and can be together for a period of years now. So as far as he's concerned, there is a there is a group coming through. As far as the the younger ones are concerned, um, this is our new campaign starting. The new under twenty ones campaign starts against San Marino, um, and Scott Gemmell and myself had a, had a conversation about about the last campaign. We talked to the players this week about it. Um, nine of the last campaign, nine of the players in the last campaign, during the campaign, came through and came into the first team squad. Um, now that's our job. But to have that many coming through from uh, Scott's last campaign and to get full national jersey uh, is quite something. 
and we spoke to this new new group for the, who are going to be here from the 19 to, to 2019-2021 campaign um, to go to the Euros, that the main objective for us is to is to help those players become Scotland National League squad players. That will help their career, their club career. That will help their international career. It will help them be a player for the next 15 years or so. Um, so as far as that's concerned, um, that's their target. There is there is talent coming through. Uh, looking at it yesterday, um, Billy Gilmer's there. Billy's just um, so happy for him. Uh, you know, he he, he tweeted, he texted me um, before the game to say that his, his parents had been asked to go to the game by Frank Lampard, and then of course he gets his five or five or ten minutes near the end of the game. Now to be trusted at, at the age he is right now to be trusted by Frank Lampard to go and play in a Premier League game for Chelsea um, is quite something um, and you look at that and certainly the future's bright as far as he's concerned if he just keeps um, that very level head on those shoulders at the moment then there's going to be quite some path in front of him as far as being a Scottish international footballer and a top player for years to come When you see that as performance director, that must fill you with such pride that a player like Billy Gilmore is turning out for Chelsea. Yeah, um, and it's years of hard work from Billy, um, from his parents, from Rangers, um, from the Scottish AFA Performance School down at Grange Academy in Kilmarnock, um, from a host of coaches, James Grady, who was his coach, Brian McLaughlin, who's been a kind of mentor to him at the Scottish FA. Um, myself and Scott the last couple of years where he, we brought him as a wild card as a 16 and a half year old we brought him as a wild card to Toulon tournament and he ended up captain in the team in the third place playoff and getting young player of the tournament um, the work that Rangers have put in and Craig Mahon's academy have put into him um, and now the work obviously Chelsea have put into him so when I see him um I suppose really groundbreaking stuff as far as he's concerned. Um, I see that I see what's ahead of him, and as I said, he, the, the, somebody asked me the other day about about his biggest quality, um, and it's his desire to work hard. He's got talent. I've got a lot of them have got talent. It's his desire to work harder than anyone else to to be the best player he can be. Uh, I, somebody interviewed him. What do you want to be? I want to be the best player in the world. Um, and you can laugh at that, but I've seen him, and he is going to be a top, top young player for for Scotland. Hopefully for Chelsea. Um, but it's it's a step by step process, and the step the next step is to regularly play against men. And for all our youngsters, that's the the key, as far as I'm concerned. I had a um, a meeting with the SPFL chairman a couple of weeks ago, and um, presented a, a performance hub and kind of the, the the things we're doing with their players and their coaches um, and at the end was asked by one of them one of the, the chairman if there's something that they could do for, for me what would that be and on, I, I said to them put your young players out on loan Obviously two massive qualifiers for Scotland in Russia and Belgium you've already touched on the strength of the squad particularly in midfield do we have the quality there to take us to the Euros? I think that's something that, that Steve will look at in terms of how he sets his team up, you know. I think we've got, we have got the this double chance, and 
Um, Steve's come in part way through the campaign, so that's no that's not an easy straightforward thing. Um, he has got players with potential. Like everything, there's always injuries. Do we have a huge squad? No, we don't. We don't, and we need to get it to the point where um, Steve doesn't need to dip into the under-21s or they don't need to be just straight out of 21s. Um, but we are having players who are beginning to play in England. Um, more and more clubs are, you know, I think I think maybe Andy Robertson doing so well, clubs start looking up here for value for money and Kieran's going down, John McGinn's going down, both doing, yeah, well, certainly John McGinn doing really well, Kieran, I've no doubt, will do well. Um, Andy's Champions League. So, um, do we have that talent? Yes, we do. We've heard from some of the players this week about what Steve Clark's been doing with them and the fact that they all know what their roles are now, they know what they're doing. The players seem to enjoy working for Steve Clark and that is so vital that you have a man like that in charge. Yeah, he's very experienced. Steve, you know, I've known him a long time. We've we've worked in in England against each other. Um, But, you know, the job he did at Kamarnock for two years there, taking Kamarnock from, you know, a club that were were teetering at times uh, and, and... in the relegation area to, to end up having the two years that he did there was um, nothing short of magnificent and it showed the type of man manager he is and also the, the experience that he's got so coming into this national team um, and what I'm seeing um, I'm seeing the guy I know the structure the process the clear lines of communication the the absolute knowledge of um, players knowing exactly what they're supposed to do what they can expect of him, what he can expect of them. Pretty clear and straightforward. And we have got some really good young players coming through. So it's a combination of that. Like everything, you need luck with injuries and you need luck on nights as well. So we'll need all of that as well. It's going to be tough, but um, certainly, you know, it'll not be for want of A, them trying and B, our fans coming out on Friday night and Monday night. No one ever wants to see anyone losing their job, obviously. But Alex went after the, the first couple of games. Was there ever a regret at, at the SFA that he was maybe brought in rather than looking at a, a Steve Clark straight away? Uh, I, I've no idea about that, to be honest with you. That's, that's above my uh, station. That's that's board decisions. All I can say to you was that, that um, I've known Alex a long time and um, you know he, he's a terrific man who... Um, was nothing but really, really good around here. People, he was very, very popular man around here. Um, you know, as I said, he was he was in there for a year. Um, like anything, results dictate sometimes. Um, and having been there myself, um, you know, those situations come and go, and um, it didn't work. That's all I would say there. You know, but. You know, Alex is. You look at Alex's CV and his track record is huge as well. So, no, there's a great respect there for Alex McLeish, certainly within the performance department. When the search was on for his replacement, your name was mentioned at times as someone that could take over. Was there ever a point that you considered it or, or were asked? Uh, no and no is a, is a short answer to that. Um, I'm the performance director, and, and just like the last time between Gordon and Alex. I stepped in and took a game, but that was purely a necessity. At no point have I ever put myself forward for that job, and and, and I wouldn't. The performance director's role is a very defined, clear one, and I look after seven teams, 
um, and sports science and medicine and analysis in Club Academy Scotland, performance skills um, and the elite coaching team. So there's an awful lot to begin on with. 